Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A. I'm here in Colorado, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 30th, 2021. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in a chapter, chapter titled, A Vision for You. We're on page 156. Down there at the bottom of the page on the fifth paragraph, it begins with, here was a prospect, all right. And we're going to read through three paragraphs and comment on those. And it ends in treatment for alcoholism at the end there. So today's readers um, on Team Thursday, and thank you so much for your service in December and um, hanging out with me this month. Uh, We have the 12 steps, Seema P, 12 traditions, Joni C. Reader of the text today is Larry G. Our closing reader is Susan S.H. And hanging out there, backing us all up is Martha Z. Our newcomer, Greta, is Vida S. And our second hour moderator is Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, December 29, 2021, are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 18,315. That's one eight. 315. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have 18,316. That's 18316. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose. It's to carry this message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Seema P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning to you, Seema. Seema, press star one. Hi, Jen, I'm here. Hi, everyone. This is Seema P. from Rhode Island, and these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service this month. I pass. Thank you. I'll now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Joni. Hi, this is Joni C. from Minnesota, uh, gratefully recovered but not cured. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to eat, eat, stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thanks, and Happy New Year to everyone. Thanks, Seema P. and Joni C. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic, but this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter of vision for you in the big book on page 156. 
we're at the bottom um, on that fifth paragraph. And I'm going to ask Larry G to read those three paragraphs and comment on those. Good morning to you, Larry. Hey, good morning to you, Jen. My name is Larry G. I am uh, from California, and I am a recovered compulsive eater. Here was a prospect, all right, but the description, none too promising. The use of spiritual principles in such cases was not so well understood as it is now. But one of the friends said, put him in a private room, we'll be down. Two days later, a future fellow of Alcoholics Anonymous stared glassily at the strangers beside his bed. Who are you fellows and why the private room? I was always in the ward before. Again, my name's Larry, recovered compulsive here in California. Uh, I opened this book up this morning and I have in in the uh, margin, May 20, 2020, May May, May, uh, 17, 2020, that was the the day I came into a vision for you. Um, Wow, I'm just humbled by that. Uh, This is where I got started with a vision for you, uh, just at at this this point in uh, the story of uh, 12-stepping, our third member in Alcoholics Anonymous. It says that uh, our prospect was none too promising. I don't know of any prospect uh, that comes in Alcoholics Anonymous or the doors of OAA that were none too promising. And I wasn't none too promising. I had been in in OA for 26 years. I had some success, but I used it as a diet program. Um, It was all about me. When you read um, Commencing, Commence Working with Others, what I read was Commence Working with Larry. I just uh, had my second sober Christmas and Over Years Anonymous, and yesterday uh, we tore the uh, all the decorations down. And two years ago, uh, I would I would be uh, showing up that morning drunk from food, right? Um, compulsively overate the night before, and and just sick and dying from food, and I would begrudgingly help. My wife, I'll help as a keyword, and uh, and make you know a lot of noise about it. Uh, yesterday, I canceled everything on my calendar to be with her, uh, to tear down our decorations, to put the tree on the on the uh, on the on the uh, street, and to be of service to our family. And at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, we were sitting on the couch watching this wonderful Christmas movie together, and she told me that, that there's no way that she could have got through 2021 without me. And the reason that I, I give complete credit to God, I, uh, a vision for you, going through the steps and becoming recovered, that I was able to show up uh, yesterday and uh, to do service cheerfully for my family. Um, and not be on the couch satiated with food, you know, or watching some mindless uh, bowl football program. I called this woman uh, on May 17th, and uh, she became my sponsor. And uh, I was not too promising. I was full of arrogance, defiance. Hell, I was coming on 39 years of uh, recovery at Alcoholics Anonymous. You couldn't tell me anything about the big book that I had only read and studied. I learned more from the big book from her than I met. I, I, I uh, learned from any uh, sponsor, including Joe and Charlie, because we broke down every word, every sentence, every paragraph. And one of the things I learned, um, 
through the first 60 days was I had was texting my food in, and one day I had texted and I was having hummus. Hummus, right, with my vegetables. I overate hummus. And the next day I reported that, and she shut it down. Uh, we did not continue working the steps. I was pissed because I wanted to be one of the people on this call that say, hey, I'm recovered, and start working with others. And we took a 10-day break, and it was the best thing I could have ever done because the lesson I learned from that is I cannot go through the steps unless I've surrendered and with a clear mind. And today... Um, I'm talking with a clear mind, waking up uh, full of life today and not wanting to die. Uh, and for that, I, I am grateful, and I pass this back over to uh, Jen. Hey, thanks so much, Larry, for getting us started. Oh, wow, that's great. We offer everyone's ex- – we, we offer – I'm tongue-tied because I love listening to you. We value everyone's experience, and we ask that you limit your share to every third day so others might share their experience too. So who would like to share on those three paragraphs that were read today? Go right ahead, I'll take your name. Would anyone like to share on the three paragraphs that Larry read this morning? JCA from New York. Thanks, Stacy. Cheryl A. from Boston. Sarah L. L. Dara. Larry K. Larry. A couple more people. Well, we'll start with those four. We have Stacy A., Cheryl, Dara, and Larry. Stacy A., go right ahead. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Stacy A. from New York. Um, what I've learned being in program for about over a year is um, rigorous honesty and believing in the power greater than ourselves. Um, currently, I'm getting over COVID and um, Without program, um, I don't know if I fully would have covered over a year ago. Um, sorry, I'm a bulimic. I probably would have been um, um, like shitting in my pants, um, thinking about over-exercising, um, spitting and chewing out food. But because of program, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about taking care of myself through COVID and about recovery and about nourishing my body and praying to God every day and working with program got me through COVID. And I'm so thankful for that. I look and um, see myself through this time. um, I see where I've come. And I was praying every day um, using the tools and I'm so thankful. And I just really wanted to say that. And everyone who supported me when I was going through it, and I never felt alone through program. Even though COVID could be such an isolating disease, I never felt alone. And faith kept me in a really good place, all due to program and recovery, and especially my sponsor also. You know, program really made me um, change who I am today, and I'm so thankful for that. And with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Stacey A. from New York. Up next, we have Cheryl followed by Dara. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Jen. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Hi, this is Cheryl A., recovered compulsive overeater in Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, this, this, the fact that he's, uh, that this guy is um, none too promising is, is both daunting but so full of hope. Um, when I look at what in the previous paragraphs, what this corker did, right? He beat up nurses. He, um, he's off his head when he's drinking. He himself later on in, in, in the paragraphs talk about how he's a goner him, himself. And yet they put him in a room and they sit down and it says that um, the spiritual principles weren't so well understood back then, but now they're so well understood. Now we have millions of examples of how these spiritual principles work. So if this goner, this self-proclaimed goner, this self-identified person who who's hopeless can be put down and then recover, there is so much hope for me. Um, I have a note at the bottom of the next page. Some Someone, one of my sponsors along the way, maybe my current sponsor had said to me, um, that when when I start looking for both rationalizations of why what I've done in the past is going to work for me going forward in 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 my insanity, or um, you know, my mind sometimes creates a map of Mars when I'm trying to navigate here on Earth. And this program, these spiritual principles, tell me how to navigate here on Earth and how to treat the mind that wants to create stories about everything. And today I don't want to live in those stories anymore. I want to live in what's real and I want to live my best life here. And what they sat down and relayed to him so many years ago is the same for what is going to work for me today. And these spiritual principles are my lifeline. I have so many examples all over the place of what my life would have been like real life examples for different reasons of what, how I could have turned out had I not found this these principles 34 years ago and had I not started working them in earnest back in 2014. And um, I don't have to be a goner. I don't have to create a map of Mars, let alone try to do calculus to try and figure out my life anymore. All I have to do is follow these spiritual principles. And just like this third uh, person in OA and uh, in AA who um, was a goner, I can live in the fourth dimension. And where I'm still struggling, there is so much hope. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thanks, Cheryl A. from Massachusetts. Up next is Dara L. followed by Larry K. Good morning, Dara. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, I relate so much to the man who self-diagnosed himself as a as a goner and, you know, this glassy-eyed person. And I think about how, um, you know, part of my story is having been institutionalized 18 times for anorexia and bulimia 
and compulsive overeating and, um, and, and being like just sort of a shell of a person. And I remember um, in my early 20s, um, someone, one of the social workers looked me in the eye and she said, you know, you're going to, either you're going to need to be institutionalized for the rest of your life or you're going to die of bulimia. She's like, there is no hope for you. And, um, and she was right. You know, she, she was right. No human power um, could have helped me or, you know, like, I mean, I was so, I was such a different person in the, in the depths of my disease. I, I mean, I wasn't even a person. I stole, I lied, I cheated. I had rage episodes. I was, I was so, I mean, I, I just, when I look at that person um, who is still inside of me, you know, I mean, the disease could come back uh, at any time if I stop treating the spiritual malady. But it's it's amazing to me that today, like, I get to live my life outside of the prison, you know, of my own creation, outside of institutions. Like, that, that is a miracle. And, um, and that, that glassy-eyed stare, you know, I, I felt that. I felt like a hollow husk of a person. Like, there was nothing going on inside. And I, and I like that it talks about, you know, um, you know, why a private room, right? Like I, I've been in wards and I'm you know, like surrounded by people, but this, this is such an intimate and beautiful process, right? Um, the, the 12 steps, or at least my experience of it is, is that I get to tell the last Jadera self together and journey towards a higher power or at least a conception of a higher power together. And it's such a beautiful beautiful process. And to me, you know, this disease, I had an experience recently that really, I I came face to face with the disease within myself and it's terrifying. You know, this disease is so terrifying. And, um, and so for me, you know, it's been so important to do that one-on-one work, that intensive work with another compulsive overeater so that I can be free, you know, because I can't, without that, I, I really do believe I would be back in an institution or I'd be dead. Um, and uh yeah and i'm i'm and knowing that doesn't actually help me right it's it's doing this work this intensive work um on a daily basis so that i can be free one day at a time um and thanks so much for your service and i'll pass thanks dara l from philly up next is larry k good morning larry good morning jen <clears throat> larry k i'm a recovered compulsive reader from chicago you know, this Bill Dotson, this hopelessness was written large on his face, and he, he felt hopeless. In fact, he felt like a goner. I remember before I, I, I walked into my first OA meeting, um, I, it was in Naperville, Illinois. It was a noon meeting. I pulled my car up, and I, and I, uh, I didn't want to get out. First off, it, it needed to be uh, very far away for a good deal, number of miles away from my home because I didn't, you know, I had such shame. There's no way I could run into anybody that I knew. Uh, there was such stigma in my mind. Nobody gets here on a winning streak. I didn't. And I don't know about you, but I, in my car, in the passenger seat was a, a box. It was a Lou Malinati's deep dish pizza that I had finished. I had as I recall, pizza sauce on my shirt. I was bloated. I was very heavy. I looked a lot different than I look today. I don't look perfect today, that's for sure. But I, I looked a lot different back then. But I, I kind of crawled in those rooms and I began to learn a little bit about the disease. But it would be a long time before I, I understood. You know, he. Sometimes I look at our memories 
as human beings, it's kind of like a whiteboard, you know, and uh, it's written upon with all this stuff, you know, and I, I, as I walked in, I ruminated on, oh, especially all the negative and traumatic stuff that I drew on. And I suppose that's what Bill Dotson was doing, too, when he was saying hopelessness was written large on his face. There's no use. That's what I thought. And yet what he didn't know at that time and what I didn't know, and maybe maybe someone on the line doesn't know about this program of action, is that the steps will allow the, the sort of the ink that uh, has been written on your working memory on that whiteboard to begin to fade. The step work will allow that ink to begin to fade. You won't forget it. It just begins to fade. And God will allow that ink to fade when it's it when it's when the timing's right for it to do so. You know, don't don't ask me how. It's part of the miracle of the solution. You know, and remember what he says. He says, Nothing will fix me. I'm a goner. I'm afraid to go out the door. Oh Larry, ye of little faith. That's how I felt. And then the big book does say that we will suddenly realize that God has done for you what you could not do for yourself. I think how in the midst of working the steps, God began to point sort of my flashlight beam of my attention towards a different pathway, a different way of living. That's what the steps do. That's what this program of action does. It's called recovery, and it's available to anyone on the line this morning. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. All right. Thanks so much, Larry. Okay. So I'm just going to let everybody know where we're at. We started on page 156 in a vision for you this morning. Here was a prospect, all right. And then we read three paragraphs, and we ended with, said one of the visitors, we're giving you a treatment for alcoholism and sharing on all of that. So who would like to share on what was read today? Louise D. from New York. Was it Louise G.? Charles H. Louise D., yeah. Okay, thanks. Charles. Eileen D. Eileen. Claire E. from the UK. Claire. This is Raquel from Israel. Raquel. And then there was somebody um, right before you, Raquel. Who was that voice? How? I didn't catch it. Say it one more time. Liz. Liz T? Mm. Yes. Liz T. Okay. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Okay. Let's go for it. Louise, Charles, Eileen, Claire, Raquel, and Liz. Good morning to you, Louise. Press star one. You're still muted. Oh, hi, this is Louise D. from New York, a grateful compulsive overeater, and I really do identify with the third member, um, you know, of AA coming in in a, in a hopeless state of mind and body. Um, I had accumulated hypertension, prediabetes, hypothyroidism, fatty liver, gout, and Crohn's disease with needing 100 pounds to lose. So, you know, I I wasn't really that much different than um, the guy beating up the nurses, even though I am a nurse, (laughs) Um, and being in that hopeless state and not feeling like anything could help 
you know, having dieted so many times and tried so many things. Um, and just coming in and, you know, my sponsor, like Bill and Bob, was not looking at my disease, um, walking through faith, not by sight, knowing that this this program is a spiritual program and it's a gift, um, not mattering how far we've come. Down the road, we can still recover through God. He can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And um, I, I just love the fact of the private room versus the Lord, you know, expecting so little for ourselves and um, realizing the gifts of this program, you know, that people actually care and people want to work with us. And step by step, the recovery and, and the spiritual experience is there. And, you know, being on step nine at this point, there's things I couldn't imagine that God would show me and, and the ways I can be healed and the ways I can recover. And I'm just really grateful. And thank you with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Louise G. from New York. Up next, we have Charles H., followed by Eileen. Good morning, brother. Hi, good morning, Jen. Charles H., I'm a recovered composer over here. This man was a lawyer. He, he was a deacon of the church, and you beating up nurses? You know you know what this reminds me of? And here's some time frame issues that I want to um, correspond forward to the second edition with this reading. You know, two days later, right? You know, and then it says on the third day, I believe on page 158. But let me take you to forward to the second edition. Then their very first case, a desperate one, recovered immediately and became AA number three. You know, like he, he like they gave him the treatment for alcoholism. I'm grateful they put him in a special room. And in today's language, that would be like, I'm going to talk to you one-on-one. I'm not going to bum rush you. I'm not going to be like, I'm, gr- I'm glad you're envisioned for you like a, like a, you know, like a, like a bunch of vampires trying to suck your blood to try to jack that, you know, I, I, I recovered this person. This guy was strong for the church. It says it in a vision for you. If you study the text, you'll see it. Um, and, and, and shout out to my friend in Boston that put me on in this book. That's so dope, right? Like you hear the earmarks of of the book of of James and First Corinthians chapter thirteen and the Beatitudes in Matthew five, right? You hear it in here, right? So uh, I know some heathens on the line, full of tattoos, that got more spirituality than anybody preaching from a pulpit. Number one, they're not asking you for a bunch of money. Number two, um, it's the traditions, and we're self-supporting, and they were broke back then. Right? Like, so, like, this is the treatment. Like, we get the treatment here, right? Put them in a special room. Give them 48 hours to, to sober up. And if you look, like I said in the second edition, he, he was a desperate case. Like, it, like, like, if you're not desperate, like, like, shout out to that Colorado retreat, one of the most amazing retreats ever. From desperation to transformation. If you're not desperate, we're not giving you um, an opportunity to be at your bottom before before really be being six foot um, buried in, in, in the earth. You've got to be at the bottom, a desperate case. 
This takes a lot of work, and we hear predecessors that always tell us, if you don't take the doctor's opinion with the desperation of a drowning man, you will not recover. This disease is progressive, permanent, and fatal. And if we're not doing more than we did the day before, we will die in active addiction. This ain't about jacking, hey, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and going around social media and going on TikTok spreading it. This is life and death. So, yes, I can't stand Zoom bombers. I don't like them. And they're not, I don't know about you, but I'm not holding my breath waiting for them to recover. I'm not. I love uh, recovery. I love my fellows. I love the fellowship, and I love the desperation every single day. My resolution is to make a decision not to make no resolutions. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Charles. Love you too, brother. All right, up next we have Eileen D. followed by Claire E. Go right ahead, Eileen. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks for your service. This is Eileen D., recovery compulsive, <coughs> recovery compulsive over here in um, in Maryland. Um, wow, this is an amazing three paragraphs. I was thinking about the room, the care with which these guys put this gentleman in a room, and, and he was bleary-eyed and, and wondering, why? Why am I here? And I thought about how in, in my journey, um, in many ways, you know, I was in prison. Uh, I was imprisoned in my own room, in my own mind. Um, I, I, I didn't understand my place, you know, in the universe. I was lost, and food, I thought, would, 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 be, would be the helping, uh, would, would, for lack of a better word, save me. But food didn't do that. It, in fact, it, after, the, after the momentary high, um, it was a very deep low. And so it was other fellows who made the difference, other fellows who didn't judge me, other fellows um, like everyone on this line and, and listening today um, who just gave me my own room of, of love and, you know, and just accepted me for where I was. And that, that made a lot of difference to me. You know, it can be whatever profession or whatever journey you're on in life, but you know, ultimately, for me, as well as, I guess, everyone else, but for me, I had to come to the point where I was miserable. Um, I saw people that had what I had, did not have, and I wanted what they had. And so I sought them out, and there was, you know, this warm embrace and uh, and, and willingness to walk me through the hard stuff. Um, it was my first real attempt uh, at getting to know the God that I now know and love. And it Eileen, I think we lost you. Press star one. Okay. So where did you lose me? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Maybe it's my phone today. I don't know. Go right ahead. Right where you lost me, but um, I was just saying what a difference uh, OA has made. <laughs> in my life and, and to all the fellows that have taken me from my prison in my own room and my own mind to, to a, a, a new day of living. So thanks, Jen. Mm, good to hear from you. Thanks so much, Eileen D. Up next, we have Claire E. in the UK, followed by Raquel. Let's go international. Go ahead, Claire. Well, thank you, Jen. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Um, 
this makes me feel a little bit emotional actually this um this this sort of good money was just not on me when I came back to OA and I I really believed I was one of these people that was never going to get well I've been in and around the program since I was 17 I've been four years absent and I'm now 47 um so the maths is just you know that's what the maths is you know I was in and out and in and out and then out relapse 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 big chunks of time out um in fact I remember thinking very consciously one time that it's it's more painful to be in OA relapsing than it is to be out <laughs> just out in the food I'll just accept my lot bulimia is my lot that's that's the way it is for me other people have asthma I'll learn to live with it and, you know, when I came back, I, I, you know, like other people have shared, I needed to get desperate. And for me, it was sitting cross-legged on the floor of my mum's holiday home with bags of food around me, crying and just saying, God, please, I can't do this anymore. Um, and I had a call with a lady um, and, you know, I'd spoken to loads of people in OA before. And I remember really clearly she said to me, I'm going to throw you a lifeline. And there was something about that that just felt like it was an opportunity. Um, and, you know, as I said, the good money wasn't on me. I, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I thought I was one of these people who could not or would not be be able to to be constitutionally honest with myself. It's too far gone. Um, and she did throw me a lifeline and I spoke to her every day and she gave me time and she took me through the book. Uh, in a way that I'd never been taken through it before. And I'd been around the programme a long, long time, but I'd never heard it. I might have heard it, but I never heard it. Um, but at that point, you know, when I was willing to learn, the teacher was there. And, you know, I remember being in a meeting early days and somebody said, oh, I could never eat what my sponsor told me to eat. Because she did. I got given a food plan to start off with. Um, and I remember just saying to them, I don't care. I just don't care. I'll stand on my head if she tells me to stand on my head. I just don't care anymore. I'll do whatever I'm told. And I think for me, I needed to get to that level of surrender um, in order to get well. And, you know, for me, I think also the challenge is that it's not just the getting well, it's the staying well. You know, it's the keeping doing the things that got me, me well in the first place. Um, you know, the numbers aren't great in this disease. This is cunning, baffling and powerful. A lot of people, you know, go, I've been one of them. Um, and, um, you know, for me, I have to keep plodding on um, and taking the same actions I did right at the beginning and being just as surrendered as I am um, today. You know, um, still just as sick, you know, an alcoholic in the cups is an unlovely creature. I'm just as unlovely. Um, and I need to do exactly the same things now to keep well as I did then. Really grateful. I obviously won't be sharing tomorrow because I share today, but just, you know, thank God for vision and for OA this year. And um, I was get a bit retrospective at this time of year, but I'm so grateful for this in my life. And, um yeah, to anyone who has been out there and comes back and that revolving door syndrome that I suffered, you know, this recovery is possible. Um, all we need to do is just, just you know, pick up the tools and start again every single time. It, it, you know, working it has worked for me. I will leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, Claire E. in the UK. Up next is Raquel, followed by Liz. Go ahead, Raquel. Hello. Hi, moderator. Thank you so much for being there and doing such a fine job. I, I'm in love with this book. And with all my, my health problems now, I'm, I'm like getting to be in love with life. It's beautiful, you know. I was getting depressed and God sent me three new people who are at different levels of being ready, but the the surest thing is that I I get so much pleasure out of really reading the book with them and helping them daily and checking on them about how is it going and and you know I need them more than they need me so tonight I will be and I need your blessings because tonight 
I will be um, on Zoom, um, uh, uh, leading, uh, giving a link to a group. And there's something that I cannot do on Zoom, which I loved doing in face-to-face. -face. I will tell you soon what it is, but hopeless. The more hopeless these people are, there was a business that I did once, if anybody remembers Amway, when I was in dire financial need. And you had to find three uh, uh, three people, distributors, to help them become good distributors, to teach them. And somebody in his encouraging uh, words said, even a blind squirrel can find three good acorns on the, fa on the, uh, on the floor of the forest during his lifetime. So I was praying for that. You know, God, send me now, send me now some people whom I can put back in the register, put back in the in the kitty what how much was given to me. Hopeless. So I got people, three people in different stages of hopelessness. But what I wanted to to share with you that I cannot do tonight at this um meeting is I would always um when we come to the three pertinent ideas uh, I was given this little uh, big book that um, in the back has some of the original manuscript. And after the three pertinent ideas, you know, that uh, that God can and will, it said something that Bill's friends corrected, and I love the way he wrote it a lot better. In our book, it says, if you are convinced at this point, but in the original book, it said, if you are not convinced on these vital issues, you ought to reread the book to this point, step three, or else throw it away. And I, I enjoyed very much throwing the book across the room, you know, like to, and people got it. If you're not going to get abstinent, if you're not desperate enough, and you're not going to weave your life around program, but try to fit the program in once in a while, on a nice day as a side dish on your plate. You know, no wonder. But why did it take me so long? I'm in program since 79. You know why? Because the book wasn't read to us this way, because the doctor's opinion wasn't explained. So now, now that, that you gave me so much, and I love so much being with you, my family, uh, please just in your hearts bless me. Because I have so much, you know, I, I want to say so much to these people tonight. But um, God should be with me. Thank you so much. And uh, Thank you so much, Raquel. Up next, we have Liz T. <clears throat> and I'll be followed by a few other shares. We'll take some names after Liz. Good morning, Liz. Was it Liz T? Liz somebody? Sorry about that. Press here seven. I am. Oh, there I'm you here. are. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Thank you for your service. My name is Liz T, a recovered compulsive overeater in Minnesota. And um, what a rich uh, set of paragraphs here this morning. It just takes me back in time, you know, and the, the picture of the man in the bed, um, the famous AA uh, photograph, and just how I, I am that that man in the bed and um, I am these pages in this book and the identification, how important that is um, when we're new and we come in. Um, I remember thinking, you know, how can I relate to this book? I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not um, a middle-aged man in the 1930s, blah, blah, blah. 
And um, by the grace of God, um, these pages um, opened up my heart, and I see myself on every single page today, and um, I'm grateful for that. But anyway, back to the reading, um, you know, I'm looking at where it says, by the description, he was not none too promising. So what's a necessity for me when I come in and I'm ready to get help is that hopelessness, right? I've tried everything, every diet, every scheme, every weight loss, um, self-help, um, institutions, I've tried everything and it's still not working. And, um, having that desperation, you know, the gift of desperation and the willingness to do the work ahead of me. And I honestly did not, did not have the willingness. I was worn out. I was beaten down, but, um, the hope I saw in the other recovered fellows, like, like Bill is, um, that, um, Bill Dodson, Bill Dodson is seen here in, um, in, in Bill W and Dr. Bob, he is, um, getting that message of depth and weight that, that we need, right. That the doctors can't provide the therapists, unless they're one of us, a recovered member of our fellowship, they can't provide, they can't carry um, something that they don't have. And he was getting that um, firsthand right there. And he also was in a lucid interval, you know, he had been separated from his drug of no choice. And so you take that away, the thing that we're worshiping, the thing that we're idolizing, you take that away and what's left. I'm either going to go closer to God and go that direction towards spirituality and recovery. Or I'm going to go back to the food and blot out the consciousness. I mean, those are my two options. So um, that's my timer. And I'm just grateful to be here and grateful for recovery today. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Liz T. Glad we could get you in today. All right. So we have a time for about three more shares, approximately. Um, is there anyone else who would like to share on those three paragraphs that were read today? Brenda A. from Florida. Okay, that was cute. <laughs> Brenda, Bonnie, and one more B. No, I'm just kidding. Who else? Anyone? Jackie B. Thank you, whoever's on the dashboard. Okay, we got Brenda, Bonnie, and Jackie B. Three Bs to take us out today. Go ahead, Brenda. Good morning, all for your service. Um, What powerful chapters. I was not strapped in a bed because I was leading a recovered life. Um, Forgot to announce myself, Brenda A. from New York. Recovered one day at a time, grateful, grateful, grateful to be in a state of recovery and to be able to do God's will, not mine. So, yeah, I was strapped in a bed, or I should have been strapped in a bed, and there was no way that anyone was getting me out because every time I got out, I was right back in the food. And the biggest gift to me is giving away my fear my dishonesty, my resentments, and my self-centeredness. I was the person that came in and said, who, me? I'm the kindest person in the world. I do for everyone except me. No, I was manipulating people. But 
my private room was in my little brain where I was trying to figure it all out. And I have to tell you, newcomers, whoever is on this line, work the program. It works. I have been blessed with miracle upon miracle, not only abstinence, not only recovery, but the ability to see and love everyone in my life and to respect them and to be loving and tolerant. Thank you. Thank you for this program. Thank you so much. Everyone, have a happy new year. I pass. Thank you, Brenda, for your share. Up next, we have Bonnie, followed by Jackie B. Go ahead, Bonnie. Good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for everyone who serves today. Um, great paragraph. So the, the sentence that I'm going to hone in on is um, the last sentence. Um, I just lost my spot. Um, the last sentence with regards to them giving him, giving him a gift. Okay, it was a gift. It was a gift of treatment for alcoholism, but it was a, still a gift. And so when I think, I think to myself, what was the gift that people gave me when I came into these doors? Um, initially, I thought in my head, in my disease, I thought you're going to give me the gift of a food plan. You're going to give me the gift of being a great sponsor. You're going to give me the gift of um, tools, right? That's what I was looking for. But what I came to understand is the gift that they gave was the gift of hope and the gift of getting out of the way so that I could see my God for the first time. Because I believed, did not believe, but I did believe that um, they were going to fix me. And in reality, what I've come to understand is no one can fix me. And so what's the gift that I give to other people? The gift that I give them is um, showing up clean, being excited about life, um, understanding that I can't give you anything other than to just be what God would want me to be today, which is to, to, to love you with no strings attached, to receive you where you're at, no judgment, because everyone gets to walk the walk. And, um, and when that light bulb goes off, it's glorious to be there. But I had five or six sponsors that were all amazing. And every one of them spoke life over me. And every one of them spoke seeds into my life. And yet the light bulb didn't go off until the last one. So what is the gift that I want to give? I want to, I want to be present for people. This is what they did. They showed up. They cared. They loved. Um, and they offered him hope, which is what I think we get to offer other people. And I think they can hear it in our voice. And they can hear it on the phone lines. Um, so we were a desperate lot, but we're, we're free for today. And the gift is the program, and the gift is being connected to a higher power. Um, for me, it's the God, God of the Bible, but being connected in a way that I've never been connected before. So um, once again, thank you for letting me serve. Happy New Year, everyone, and um, blessings to all. I'll pass. Ditto, ditto. Same to you, Bonnie. Thanks so much for your share. Up next, we have Jackie B. from the Bronx. Go ahead, Jackie. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everyone, for your service and everybody out there who knows me or will know me or should know me. <laughs> Thank you so much because you help me recover every single day of this life. Um, what I want to say is that I there was nothing in this world that came before me in the food until I got recovered. No, not even my own newborn baby, now who's 19 and a half, not my marriage, we're married over 25 years, nothing, okay? Not my sister, 
not my relatives, no one. Because the food was more important because I needed to feel safe. The difference is, is now I work the steps. I put the food down. I found out what ingredients I cannot ingest. I also found out that I need a nutritionist to lower my food. Uh, even when I don't want it, it's okay to mourn my food, even abstinent food. But I have to work the steps and be of service to others in order to now rely on a power greater than myself that now fills that hole that food was doing before. I need to realize that it's better to be able to walk, clean your behind, and speak your truth than it is to get in a bag, box, or, or you know, um, anything else. And that's the difference. And it's one day at a time. You don't have to think about the future or the past except to you know, move forward as you're working the steps. Because that's how life goes. My daughter doesn't like me every day. My husband doesn't like me every day. The human being outside doesn't like me every day. But that's okay. All I have is my experience, strength, and hope. And know that today I do my higher powers will with their guidance. And with that I pass. And happy, happy new year to everyone here in and out of the rooms. And thank you. Thanks, Jackie B. Okay, we have two minutes left on the clock. Anybody want to press star one and give us a last share? Susan S.H.? Go ahead, Susan. It's all you. Okay. What these paragraphs say to me? I'm Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. What the paragraphs say to me has a lot to do with stepping out in faith. Bill and Dr. Bob? They knew they had to stay spiritually fit. They didn't know they could be guaranteed this guy's going to take what they have to give. But they stepped out in faith to practice <laughs> what became the 12 steps and to share what they what they found. And I am so grateful that I can share what I found. And it makes me think of the people that are on the brink of sponsoring and helping others and sharing what they have. And it's such, it's a matter of stepping out on the space that I've been given by working the program. When I work the 12 steps, I get what it says. And eventually I found out when I give back what I'm given, it helps me so much more than it helps them. So I'm here. I'm very grateful. And I, I'm so grateful for the message that I need to step out in faith in this program. And when I do, I learn. And, uh, yeah, I keep going. I pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Susan. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who shared, who participated. Thanks again to our awesome Team Thursday group. And thanks for all of you who are just sitting on the line listening, soaking it all in. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. Get your pen and paper out. Here's your share ID for today. Today is Thursday, December 30th, 2021. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting recording number. It's 18,000. 
320. That's 18320. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Susan S.H. please read a vision for you? It's me again, Susan S.H. in Ohio, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come, your own house is in order. But obviously, Press star one again, Susan. Susan, press star one. Okay, I am back. The answer is obviously is where you ended. Yeah. Okay, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs> 